hour number three on a Thursday. We are getting ready for the divisional round in the NFL. Also got a show coming back online tonight. As soon as our normal daily shows are done, we'll get you that info coming up. It's Chad and Zay on this Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he's picked out a beat just for you and me. What do you got, Zay? Currency with Mary. Oh. Yeah, currency. Underground, kind of. Kind of mainstream at the same time. Well-respected. Been around a long time. Master P, Lil Wayne back in the 2000s. And then made a name for himself. One of my favorite rappers. Okay, currency. And you say with Mary. Is that Mary with Mary a- Jane. Whoa. Is that Mary? No. He's Are talking you- about Mary Jane. Oh. Yeah, big weed head. Uh, Currency loves weed. I see. Mary is the name of the song. Yes. With Mary. Currency is very tight with Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> very tight with Snoop Dogg. I see. Who all Other potheads. Who all enjoy the cannabis. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate the many benefits <laughs> of cannabis. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I am. Okay. Literally in his picture... He is inhaling the smoke. (laughs) It's fantastic. Currency gets us started this hour. There's a lot uh, to get to. We were just talking about the um, in Where We At in Society, the John Wall podcast. that has got a lot of people talking. Apparently, Tyler Hansborough um, and other people, North Carolina people reacting to that story and uh, and some other things. So there's a lot of a lot of a lot of interesting I guess, uh, what would you say, salacious kind of stories out there from that. Did you see the response from Hansborough? No. Tyler Hansborough's response to John Wall's claim that Hansborough was the reason Wall didn't go to North Carolina. Wall was never going to go to North Carolina, though. The story John Wall told on the podcast did not happen. 100% (laughs) false. I'm sure the Bank of Calipari had nothing to do with him going to Kentucky. Wow. All right. Okay. Okay, Blue Blood. I mean, John Wall does say on that same podcast, he was just taking visits just to take visits. Like, he was always going to go wherever Coach Cal went. He was right. going to go to Memphis. Then Coach Cal ended up going to Kentucky, so he went to Kentucky. Like, yeah, yeah. he was never going to go to Carolina. So, Tyler Hasbro might be right. And John Wall, the way he was talking, he was talking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there are more things that he said in that podcast that we didn't talk about and where are we at today, but... Yeah, it seemed like he was on the Henny or some type of liquor or something gave him the confidence to say everything. Yesterday when we talked to Sam Morrill, we didn't mention this podcast, but Sam is a part of a podcast called They Might Be Drunk with he and this other guy. Yeah. So John Wall might have been something. He might something. have been drunk, yeah. Might something. have been something. Uh, all right, so we got a lot of stuff going today, football-wise, and uh, we'll get back into the NFL discussion. And earlier uh, off the air we were talking about, I saw this little blurb pop up about Harbaugh, and I mixed it up, Jim for John. It was actually a story about the Ravens and their future in terms of OC and stuff that John Harbaugh had, a, I guess, a press conference today. But a couple other things to keep in mind, this Michigan stuff going on right now with Jim Harbaugh, where the co-OC is on leave because the university police department is investigating this computer access crime uh, for that guy. His name is Matt Weiss. But then, Zay, I see today that the NCAA infractions case against Michigan will now be prolonged because Jim Harbaugh refuses to acknowledge that he lied to the investigators. So that's just going to continue. There's also weird speculation out there that even though Jim, even though the story came out that Jim Harbaugh is coming back, 
that Jim Harbaugh has not told the specific right people at Michigan that he's coming back. So I, what does that even mean? I don't even know. Like there be, there's a thought that he does not have a good relationship with one of the key higher-ups at Michigan. And I'm just trying to double check. Okay, it's the so F- the John Wall. I mean, I'm sorry, does Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh did he lo- use the middleman? Like, does he have somebody say, "Hey, hey, let them know I'm back"? It, that must be what it is because, yeah. So the it's the AD apparently Manual Ward, Ward Manual that they have. A, apparently, there's some kind of rift, and the. The announcement of him staying came from the university president's Twitter feed. So, th- yeah, having a riff with the AD is a problem. Yeah, okay. Because, athletic director, that's an issue. And when Harbaugh made his statement about staying, he mentioned the university president in his statement and thanked him and did not thank the AD. Petty. <laughs> that's petty as hell. Oh, my God. So keep your eyes peeled for Michigan. That story is getting weirder well, by the second. Well, if you're the athletic director, every year that Michigan doesn't win a national championship, there's always rumors about hardball being out in the market. Will he go back to the National Football League? Right. So if you're the AD, how do you go about that? And it seems like hardball, he, he's taking interviews. So clearly he's out searching, but you can't go out and look for people. If you're the AD, you can't go out and look for a replacement. Right. So know. you're right now, you're under his spell. Like, he's got you by the cojones, and the AD seems very prideful. I know he don't like that. Yeah, even if they do win the Natty, they're going to want to interview him. Yeah. You know, he'll still get an interview then. He'll still get an interview. He loves that part of it, I think, uh, deep down. That's a good that's Yeah, a good he loves point. being wanted. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that story. That's, that's just getting weirder by the day. All right, NFL divisional round going on this weekend. Uh, how about this for a little update? I see a Twitter, a tweet coming out. From at Bobby Belt TX, there is a there is a blue check. I think this is one of the guys. Yeah, this is one of the guys covering the uh, Cowboys. Be careful about the blue checks now. You can pay for those. You can pay for the blue check. Good point. Let's all keep that in mind. Eight dollars a month, maybe eleven, something like that. Keep in mind as I read this. But one report coming out of Cowboys practice today says with a gusty wind. Brett Maher went 6-for-6, six six, kicking in the portion of practice open to the media. New kicker Tristan Viscaino went 3-for-5. Now, I'll have to ask as a fan, what's the distance? Did you mean extra points? Did you mean field goals? What was the situation? What did they set up for? And what, this is just a practice facility? This is, right, in practice. Mm. This is the part that was open to the media. Uh. So they did let the media watch six. And you know what? That's a good idea, too. Let, you got to come up yeah. with situations for Maher where you're like, hey, dude, we got to put you in some pressure here. So let's just make sure everything is good. You can tell us you're fine. But, you know, it's been a weird – it's just been a weird story with the way the Cowboys dealt with it kind of on one side and then the other. He's been a good kicker up until now. Somebody that if we take away that Tampa Bay game and we ask this question about Maher, it wouldn't be a question. It would be, yeah, we can rely on him. He'd be able to make the big kick if need be. So with what happened at uh, at Tampa Bay on Monday and just with you know bringing a new guy in, there's nothing that's going to give him that game experience. So all this practicing stuff, it sounds nice. Him going six for six, that sounds wonderful. But it's not going to be the same situation and the same pressure that he's going to have to take on when Sunday, com- Sunday comes around. Yeah. You're right. It's just you're not. Right. So 
And this, there was no pressure on Monday night. No, ne- not one time. Because you could argue the f- – well, the pressure, I could argue, started with the third one. I'd say there was pressure on that third one. When it's 18 to nothing, dude, hit the kick. Then it's pressure the other yeah, way. Yeah, it's like his own mental pressure, right. not the pressure of, oh, I got to make this kick right. for our team to extend the lead. Yep, no pure football pressure on any of those kicks. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, now, this is a weird quote. Did you see the Jim Fossil stuff? No. Okay, so there's a certain word in this discussion with Maher. I would not say out loud. Fossil said it over and over again. He said, (laughs) quote, I believe in the hot hand and I believe in the yips. Absolutely. And you know, you wonder sometimes how you get into the yips. And you wonder sometimes how you get back into the hot hand. I think it's keeping, it's keep stepping up to the line and shooting that thing. We missed a couple of you know free free throws, if you will, on Monday. He had the hot hand. Let's face it, he only missed six kicks all season. The yips happen, so I expect a hot hand coming up. Yo, coach, that's a word that the people that have experienced it don't want to say out loud. You go talk to the Steve Sachs and Chuck, Chuck Nowblock, uh, Rick Ankeels of the world. They don't want to hear Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you don't want to hear that word. Zay, yips isn't a bad day. That's not what that means. Yips is is the catcher Mackie Sasser for the Mets years ago that could not throw the ball directly back to the pitcher. Do you remember this guy? You were probably too young for this one. He couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. Like simple ball one. Correct. Routine throw back to the pitcher. He would do a double clutch and then he had to lob it. So it had to have a big, long arc on it. I actually watched a guy steal a base on him because of it. <laughs> he was freaked out. Now, when once the batter was done, he could throw down to second, no problem. He could throw to first, no problem. He could not throw to the pitcher. Uh, who's the pitcher? Who's the guy that was with the Cubs? Not, is it Rich Hill? No, not Rich Hill. Uh, uh, John, re- a recent left-handed pitcher. People are going to send me his name in a second. That he couldn't throw to first. He just couldn't do it. If you're a runner on first, you knew you could steal. He's not throw. He'll throw to second, but he could not throw to first. Um, it's not Rich Hill. It's somebody else. John something. But these kind of things, I would not have said that word yeah. back to Fossil here. I can't believe he's saying the word yips Fo- out loud. Fossil's better than that. He's one of the more respected special team coaches in the NFL. So for him to say something like that, that's that's bogus. He should just said, hey, he'll be ready on Sunday. He's a pro. Yeah. Simple as that. Somebody said have him kick extra points from 50 yards. I don't know if you could do that. But, Zay, you bring up the great point. No matter what happens. And, we, and you know, it's, it's, as Cowboy fans, I hope we hear a bunch of this. Maher was 6-for-6. Six six. Other dude maybe wasn't as good. Or even if he was pretty good. Maher was 6-for-6. Six six. Then Maher was 4-for-4. Four four. Then he had a 55-yarder, and Dak Prescott speared him right after that. Or whatever it was, right? Somebody threw objects at him. They threw their helmet, and it was fine. Uh, Jason Peters sat on his back, and he hit a 50-yarder. All that stuff. But once that game kicks, you have committed one way or the other. That's the crazy part. Once that game kicks off, you have either committed to Brett Maher's your kicker, Viscaino's your kicker, or both of them are available. That's the question. So now it's just a decision who's that 53rd person that's getting cut. Yeah. If you were to put what Viscano if Viscaino, Viscaino in the lineup. If he comes in, then who is it? What backup safety, what backup linebacker, what reserve wide receiver? Who gets who gets who's gonna be standing there? You know? 
that's a weird choice to make. Uh, but it does sound like if those numbers are correct early on, if it's six for six versus three for five, maybe it's not quite you know what you'd want it to be. Why he only get five and my heart gets six? I don't know. Good question. See, I told like earlier. I told him. I told you what I would have done with Maher. I would have told him like, as soon as you miss, he gets three shots. You don't miss one, he never gets a kick. That's what I would have told him. Just keep going. As long as you don't miss, you're our guy. You got to put some confidence back in him on some level, right? So if he goes six for six, I'd have told Viscaino to get a drink. Like mm. you're good, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. And then maybe later you have him kick on the side to double check. You know, see, they should have worked Viscaino out Monday at like seven a.m. They yeah. should have been working that dude out way before Maher walks back into the star. And if he did walk you back into the star and see him working out and tries to get mad at you, you're like, no, man, you know what this is. I think they were just trying to recover for what just happened and say, do we talk to him? Right. Go in the next week? Like, because plus the- just bask in the win in general. Yeah. Like, well, hey, we just beat Tom Brady. A lot of people have us not winning this game. And no team's ever dealt with that. No, Zero. Team, no team's ever seen. It's in 1932 is what they believe was the last time somebody missed four extra points in a game. By the way, let's all go back to there. 1932. That means somebody missed four 19-yarders. You realize that, right? Yeah, think about the pigskin back then. What kind of blocking did you have back then? <laughs> four? From 19? At least Maher missed them all from 33. Well, look, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Like uh, The shoe quality wasn't pr- the best back then. Well, we are talking about the depression. We're talking here. about the depression. Yeah. Dirt field, probably. Oh, yeah, that's true. The conditions couldn't have been the best. Last time it happened, who would the president have been? Like Hoover in 32? I think I got that right somewhere in that era. That's crazy, man. All right, so Cowboys Niners. Niners by three and a half is the line if you're looking at the betting stuff. And as we go down the line here, Kansas City, eight and a half. Zay, you have a feel on this? Because I'm thinking Kansas City, I'd say lay that one. I think they're going to handle them a couple, couple touchdowns at least. Yeah, let's see if Kansas City gets off to a slow start because they had a bye, and sometimes teams could, you know, it, it could go that way with the Jaguars. They played in Week 10, and the Chiefs won that game by 10 points. And Trevor Lawrence, he didn't have any turnovers. He didn't necessarily play bad. It mm. was just one of those big-time signature games from Patrick Mahomes. He had 331 yards, four touchdowns. Everybody was touching the ball, and – you know, think about where we were at the beginning of the season because at the beginning of the season, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the whole thing. And I'm just going to ride that out, even though I got them losing this weekend to the Bengals. So I guess that's not really riding that out, but y'all hear what I'm saying. <laughs> but the Chiefs, at this point, everybody's wondering okay, they lost Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, top five receiver in the league. He was first team all NFL again this season, about 1,800 yards. What would happen if they didn't have him? And Patrick Mahomes, he went on the presser, and that's what he was asked. And he said, that just means everybody's going to eat this year. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's going to eat, but Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to eat. Valdez Scantley, we're going to get him involved. Kadarius Toney, that was a huge trade that they got this year. Jarek McKinnon, he's one of the best running backs that could catch the ball out of the backfield. Isaiah Pacheco, I like him too. So Patrick Mahomes... He's going to get MVP this year due to Jalen Hurts missing those games, and he deserves it. With not having Tyreek Hill and putting on the performance that he did this season, I get why you think that the uh, uh, the Chiefs will just mollywop those boys. But, man, if the Jaguars could 
take care of the ball and not have four interceptions thrown by your quarterback in the first half with the receivers they have. I think they have the most underrated receiver core in the league. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, ATX Native, and Christian Kirk. I like Travis Etienne, too. I like Ingram as a tight end. Trevor Lawrence has weapons. Yeah. So it's all on, you know, if they can keep it close, then it might be a closer game than what people think. The development of Christian Kirk and Ingram has been so impressive to watch with that team. I like both guys. I thought both guys had been pretty good in their career. They've both taken a big step this year. That's been huge. One big thing I'm watching in that game, too, every time I watch Kansas City play, everybody wants to talk about the offense, and I totally get it. All I do when they play is watch Chris Jones. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. That's all I do because if Chris Jones is affecting plays, the Kansas City Chiefs can win it all, and that's what I want to see. Does he mess with Trevor Lawrence enough where you're feeling that Kansas City defense, because then everybody feels like a big dog on that defense. But you're right to bring up receivers in that game. That'll be really entertaining with all those guys. Both one seeds will play on Saturday, because then the night game is Giants-Eagles. Do you buy Hudson Standish's thought earlier of plus 7.5 for the Giants? Would you go there? I would. Yeah? I I would. I know that you know. I'm kind of... You know, riding high with the performance that Daniel Jones has last week, his best performance of his NFL career, especially with the timing in the playoffs. But I think the Eagles might get off to a slow start. Jalen Hurts did not look good in Week 18 against this same Giants team. And those Giants, they had a lot of guys not playing. And, you know, Giants, they have a pretty good defensive front that could get after you. So I think this will be a huge game for Miles Sanders. He went over a thousand mm. yards this year. Good He's kind of their underrated guy. Well, they use him on, a lot of ways. They too. do use him in a lot of yeah. ways. And when you're focusing on what Jalen Hurts does with his legs, which that's going to be a key to the game, is he completely healthy enough where Nick Sirianni could say, "Okay, we're going to go back to our OG playbook that's been dominating teams all year long," or is he going to play passive like they did in Week 18? And again. I think Sirianni was smart to where he knew, okay, we might see the Giants down the line. Let's not show them everything. They already know us enough. Yeah, Let's not the show them right. everything. We can't afford to do that. We can't afford to give them confidence. And with Jalen Hurts playing that bad game, they still won, but Giants not having all those guys is a completely different game. Can that really good defensive front and defensive squad for the Eagles, can they stop Saquon Barkley? If they stop Saquon, I, I think it's Eagles all day. But, man, Saquon, he looked good against Minnesota. I know Minnesota doesn't have the best defense and all, but – Saquon gets out in that open field and he starts herking, jerking, and <laughs> spinning on them boys. And he got dudes on their toes, falling on the ground, breaking ankles and stuff. It allows Daniel Jones to get going. And if Brian Dayball uses him as that zero calories, Josh Allen, like he's been doing all year long, Giants got a chance. It's going to be an interesting game. That is Saturday night. And again, seven and a half is the line right now for Philly. We'll keep talking about those games. We'll talk Bengals and Bills a little coming up in Why Today Matters. We'll also tell you a little bit more about why January 19th matters. A legend in country music gets a birthday. We got some serious female talent with birthdays today. And one of my favorite basketball analyst has a birthday today. I want to get uh, Zay's thoughts on him, see how much he likes him as well. That's all coming up. NFL division round is on the way. Cowboys and Niners fans have been texting us throughout the day. If you want to jump in, 337-3776. Who do you think is going to win? Chapter 9 of Cowboys Niners in the playoffs. Let us know on the horn.
Callahan's General Store, folks. Exercise their green. Put your mind to flow. Yeah, where your eyes at? Where your China, your wine's at? Where your bling at? excited Ooh, you know they like it i'm so icy so icy oh man Girl, don't try to find it all your friends invited i'm so icy <laughs> oh high school was so live <laughs> i got a house around my neck all i do is talk you can even add a couple grand for my outfit. Oh, wow. That is fantastic. So the entire song is just about how much jewelry yeah. he's got on. Basically. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do I have any shot at this? Man, if you were paying attention, they're going to say it. They're going to say it. Oh, they're going to say they're, it. They're, they're oh, gonna say oh, that. oh, was well, that it right there? No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. They've uh, already said it, okay. but they'll say the name soon. They've already said it, but the thing is, yeah, I don't know. Gucci Mane, Young Jeezy. Uh, okay. Young Jeezy. Before they got into a beef, they were friends, got into a beef, then they squashed it like, okay, a couple wait. years ago. So this is both of them. This is Young Jeezy and who you say? And Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Atlanta Legends. I guess if you've got the name Gucci in your name. <laughs> The song about being icy is coming, right? Like there's there's a chance that that's going to happen. Because I know one of the uh, so you say both these guys are from Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Because the guy from Atlanta that I have heard a little bit of is Ti. Yeah. And Ti seemed to want to let us let let me know about his feelings about Louis Vuitton. For sure. Stuff. Yeah. They call Atlanta the Black Hollywood. He throws some Louie references in occasionally. Yeah. They're flashy out there in that yeah, part yeah. of Georgia. They like to show off a little they bit. They like to show off. <laughs> Nothing wrong love with that. Love their strip clubs, love their chicken wings, love their jewelry. I have never been to a strip club in Atlanta, but I hear that uh, I hear they have them. I just want to go for the food. Apparently that's good enough. <laughs> that's how, I, I don't care about the wings and thighs on the stage. I care about the wings and thighs on my plate. Good enough to drag NBA talent in there, apparently. If you're going to a, if you're that level of talented and rich, and you're going to a strip club for the wings, they have to be good. Yo, Lou Will got suspended for a game in the bubble because during COVID, yeah. when vaccines weren't out yet, and we still didn't know much about COVID. Homeboy was in Atlanta eating <gasps> lemon pepper wings, watching Rump Shaking. Oh my God! And then tried to justify that by saying, "I just went for the food." So he ended up getting a nickname, Lemon Pepper Lou. And that was the downfall of his career. He was uh, never the same. He was an elite six-man player, and then that happened, and he was never the same. Who was the dude for the Mavericks that got a DoorDash delivered to the bubble, stepped four feet outside the line, and had to miss the game? Was it Porzingis or Kleber? Oh, or was it Kleber? It was a Mavs Wasn't it one of the? I thought it was one of the big dudes for the Mavs. Stepped like four steps out of line, literally like across their little electronic boundary, and he had to miss a game. I think it was Porzingis, maybe. Really? Yes. 
I don't get, remember that. <laughs> to get like a sandwich yeah. that was being delivered. Wow. Uh, it's a shame. All right. Uh, there you go. Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane. I'm so icy. That's a great song. Yo, I don't oh, sing I much. That. I know my singing ain't the best, Dude, but was, that, I, that brought something out of me. I'm a, I'm a, that was a time in my young teen childhood that was life-changing just for that song. It was just a big flashback I'm a, Greatness. I'm going to have to jot that down, see if we can make a promo out of that just to torture everybody else. I <laughs> see we tortured the rest of us with that one. All right. Uh, it is January the 19th. We're going to get into a little why today matters. Talk some more NFL. We also have big birthdays to get into. Remember, when we're done, ball don't lie with Rod and Harge. Harge back. He was a little under the weather yesterday, but he's coming back today. Always good to hear that. Yeah, probably from all that yelling and screaming he'd be doing at the games. What, is he yelling at his kid? Not yelling at his kid, yelling at the ref, yelling uh, at his kid, yelling at the play going on in court. I'm like, dang, hard. You, you do one, talk on radio, bro. He's one of those parents? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is he going to get- I'm not saying he goes that hard, okay. but yeah, you'll hear him. Did, Let's just say that. Did Hards like uh, help the officials find the door at halftime to discuss the first half with him? Is that what he was doing? <laughs> no, he's not that bad. Let me talk he's to cool. you, fellas. Hey, he's let's, cool. Let's go get some nachos. I need to talk to you, fellas. One second. DJ's pops was cool. Okay. All right. Just checking. Uh, and then at 7, Longhorn Weekly with Coach Terry. Uh, and 8 o'clock is the Longhorn Blitz podcast replay for you. All right. Let's get into why today matters. We'll start NFL. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. So, Zay, it does sound like you're playing both sides of this Buffalo-Cincinnati game. You said you picked Buffalo to win it all, so you're trying to stick with that. But you said you think Cincinnati wins this game? I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Look, there's a stat that sticks out for Joe Burrow. 7-0 and when the degrees and temperature is below 40. I think oh. that's what I, I, Do you think it's going to be below 40 in Buffalo this weekend? He, January? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, okay, so he's got like the opposite of that Bucks stat. Because when I was growing up, the thing about the Bucks was they could never win a playoff game if the temperature was kickoff temperature below a certain number. They, they were 0 for so he's the exact opposite. That's big. The one thing with that, I'm with you overall. I have a feeling about Cincinnati, too, where I'm thinking, I think this may be them, you know, the ability to get back. Those injuries on the offensive line. Yes. We'll have to double-check that tomorrow, but I feel like at least one, if not two, of those injuries might mean those guys don't play. Yeah, that left tackle's out. He dislocated his kneecap. Yeah, so that that one for sure and i think one of the other ones is is in question we're going to see what that looks like tomorrow that's my trepidation with the game but i could see why somebody would say cincinnati plus 5 and a half makes sense cuz i could absolutely see buffalo winning a hard fought you know two yeah. two three four point game yeah just josh allen he was weird last week i mean he had the two interceptions. He fumbled three times. Just one of them was recovered, but it was recovered for that touchdown that kept Miami in the game. So yeah. he, he's going to have to play better. And after, you know, Davis Mills and Dak tied for first with 15 interceptions, who, who's next? Josh Allen. So he'll throw a pick every now and then. He will. Well, he- every morning now and then at times just because he always likes making plays happen. Here's a, another quick question here, NFC East related. I keep wondering – so one thing with the Cowboys and Niners, you and I have both picked the Niners up into the 30s winning this game. I got them at 30. You got them at like 35, 38. Do you think we might be underrating 
the Cowboys' defense and this game could be like a first to 20 wins. Could this turn into like a 20 to 17, 17 to 14, just absolute bar fight defensive war? Like, are they that good, both sides? Um, That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Am I underselling my Cowboys' defense and can they keep the Niners and a rookie quarterback, can they keep them under 20? And make this that uh, 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 a fight in the teens. I don't. I don't think so. I think there's just too much talent for San Francisco. Yeah, I'd love to think they could. I love. Yeah, that sounds nice. You're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to think that a Brett Maher kick to make it 20 could win the game. But I just. I think they're going to need to go find 30. I, I hope I'm wrong. That's just a question I have. My question about the Giants is just like with the Cowboys. The Cowboys did what they did, but they did it against an awful football team. Minnesota's not awful, but they're not as good as their record says they are. I'm sorry. The, par- no. the Parcells rule does not apply to them. So are we overcooking what the Giants just did? Are we overcooking Jones a little bit? And the Eagles are about to flex out and remind us, hey, 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 we are the number one seed, and I am Jalen Hurts. Y'all need to stop, and we're going to show you why. The difference between... San Fran and the Eagles, which both of those teams, not looking at the quarterbacks, but both of those teams, with everything they have around them from wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, etc., there's a ton of talent there. The difference is with Brock Purdy, he does a lot already, but he doesn't have to do as much as Jalen Hurts. Like he can oh, throw Lord, it out. No. He yeah, can yeah. throw it out to yeah. Christian McCaffrey on a swing pass or a screen, and Christian McCaffrey could do the work like we saw last week. It took like a 75 yarder almost to the house. Yeah. Debo Samuel did, did take a 75 yarder to the house. <laughs> yes, he like, did. It's just that easy. Oh and God. George Kittle's one of the best in the league, yards after catch. Like he's so hard to get down. With Jalen Hurts, when the Eagles are at their best, it's when he's running, it's when he's passing. So he has to do a lot more for them to be successful. It's hard for Nick Sirianni and that offense to dumb it down to just allow guys to eat if Jalen Hurts isn't 100%. I don't know that. Hmm. With what I saw in Week 18, that didn't convince me that he's back. Sirianni still says he was feeling it after that. that that's still not said, good. Still said he was going through it. That's yeah. not good. That's a good point. And if he's not playing well and this game is close, even with how good uh, the Eagles' defense is with all those guys, Hardgrave, Reddick, Cox, uh, uh, Sweat, Brandon Graham, those guys, man, like 70-something sacks this year between all five of those guys. So if – you know, the defense is going to be a factor for the Eagles, clearly, but Jalen Hurts can't move the ball due to his shoulder and can't run the way he, you know, usually wants to, and that limits his throwing ability. Giants have a chance. Giants-Eagles, Saturday night. We'll keep talking NFL, obviously, as the week concludes. A couple of birthdays to mention today. How about some round numbers? Uh, Gene Stapleton would have been 100 today. That's Edith Bunker, by the way, for you old-school fans. I love all in the family, so I thought I'd mention her. She died back in 2013. Janis Joplin would have been 80 today for you music fans and freaks. Uh, She died back in 70. And the great Dolly Parton is 77 years old today. The seven seven for Dolly today. When she hit seven five, that was when she was supposed to do the nude spread for either it was either Playboy or Penthouse if they wanted her to. But by that time, they weren't even doing the printed magazine anymore. So she did do the little cover tribute to yeah. Playboy, Hugh Hefner but, isn't looked at the same way that mm, he was looked at when Dolly made that promise. It was different. Well, I would, 
I always love that promise, though. She's like, yeah, if anybody wants to look, I'll do it. I'll look. I ain't mad. Oh, I ain't w- too proud. I would have. Yeah. I would have been there. What the hell? Come uh, on. Happy birthday to Dolly. Also, uh, Zay, happy birthday to one of my favorite basketball analysts. Jeff Van Gundy is 61 today. What do you think of Van Gundy? Um, The guy that almost got his ass whooped and he was hanging on the legs of Alonzo Morton. Correct. That guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of him first. That uh, guy. Other than that, yeah, I, I love him as an analyst. He was a decent coach. I thought he did a pretty good job with the Rockets. I think if Yao and T-Mac would have been healthy, then who knows what could have happened with those teams. But they were never healthy at the same time. So Van Gundy, we never really got to see what those true teams were made of. But I do think he's a better coach than what he's given credit for and a way better analyst than that. Yeah, I like Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I like the analyst. The fact that he can joke about the Alonzo Morning thing nowadays, and he can joke about anything you want. I like that about it. What him. was going through his head? I have no idea. I think he's probably talked about it and joked Especially about it Especially like bit. during that era, I want to be completely out of that. He probably said, I knew nobody would punch me down there. <laughs> I figured that was a safe spot to be at that point. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Van Gundy. Also on the football side, rest in peace and happy birthday to Junior Seau. He would have been 54 years old today. One of the most important deaths in NFL history because the, the Seau death, he died in 2012 suicide, but the method of the suicide sent a message. They did get the brain checked out later on, and he was a big, important part of that whole CTE discussion to finally get it really out there. Um, and it was the first massive name where you go, okay, something, something's going on here. Yeah. Can we please talk about it? So uh, Junior Seau, and what a badass he was. USC first, of course, and one of the best linebackers, Hall of Fame linebackers that we have ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, he was so good at covering sideline to sideline, and yeah, those Charger teams didn't have much help back then when nope. he was good. It was just about him, and yeah, so team, we really didn't get to see him much in the postseason and stuff like that. The one Super Bowl run, right? They went to the Super Bowl. That's lo- right. Lost the That's Niners. right. That's the right. One time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about this? Is this guy gonna be a Hall of Famer? Jonathan Taylor is twenty four years old today. Is he gonna end up as a Hall of Fame running back? Nah. No. No. Okay. This is his fourth year coming up. Feels like he's been in the league longer than that to me. Does it? Fourth year coming, five point yard, a five point one a carry, seven coming point, out of Wisconsin. Yeah, seven point seven a catch so far. I dig that guy. I just hope that this part of his career is not about to be wasted. A couple of years ago, I would have told you, oh my god, this guy's about to be on badass block and tackle, smack you in the head football teams, and then it just kind of went away. Yeah. So it, I'm, it gives I'm, me like an Arian Foster vibe. Really? Yeah, like really good. Okay. He has really good seasons, but I wouldn't take him to Canton or anything. I wonder if he's got the Arian Foster vibe in terms of conversation, because Arian Foster could talk you under the table all day long. Really? Yes. Remember Arian with Houston, all those great stories? Oh, my God. Highly educated, well-read, talk on any subject. He'd start doing these interviews, and you're like, what is Arian Foster talking about? Oh, when he was good, he was good. He talked about alien abduction. He talked about all these different things. Like, whoa, whoa, yep. whoa, what are we doing here? Yep. Got to throw a shot because he fat shamed me. Check it out. Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans, one of those Arian Foster years. Juke the hell out of my guy, Mike Griffin, for like an 80-yard touchdown. Oh, you're still on Griffin for fat shaming you. I was like, wait, yeah. when did Arian Foster no, fat Mike, shame you? Mike fat shaming. He's oh, my guy, but I have to throw the shot at him. 
juke Mike out his draw. Yes. Rude. That is rude. Michael, yeah. Michael Griffin, if you're listening, I do not endorse that comment at all. That look it up. When you look up Arian rude. Foster highlights, it's always there. Happy birthday. Every time. Happy birthday, Jonathan Taylor. How about that? A Jonathan Taylor birthday got you to mention uh, Griffin. You got to thank me for that one later. Jonathan Taylor, 24 years old today. Up next, stems and seeds before we get out of here. Ball Don't Lie is coming up on the horn. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. The beat that I'm banging is delicious. Burgalicious definition, make them boys go loco. They want my treasures, so they get their pleasures from my boat. So you can see me, you can't squeeze me. Ah, just about to wrap up a Thursday. I think I've got this one. This is Fergie. That's right. Yes. And uh, I have been a fan for a long, long time. Yeah. All the way back to Kids Incorporated. Because when you're the right age, it's okay to have certain thoughts. Yeah. And you're the right age. Yeah. Because when she was, what was it, Stacy? Is that her real name? When she was Stacy on Kids Incorporated, I was like, I don't know, two, within two years. We're, we're within five years of each other. Easy. It's probably closer than that if I double-checked her age right now. Yeah, I've been, I've been a Fergie fan for a while. Now, can't fantasize about those moments as an adult now, can no, you? No, I fantasize about her now. Okay, just making sure. I fantasize about her throughout the process. That's okay. how that works. Okay. Just like me and Alyssa Milano. Ah. Alyssa Milano and I are basically the same age. Yeah, you and E. Hogan both have y'all's Alyssa Milano thing. She's fantastic. She was that popping back then. Oh, huh? she was great. Something about her. Something about that smile way back in the day. Yep, who's the boss and all that stuff. Still don't know if who's the boss is a good TV show. Don't even care. <laughs> Yo, Charmed, that's a good TV show. Don't even care. See, that's the thing. I'm not even into all that stuff. All the mysticism and the witches and everything. Oh, my God. Can't tell you how many times I wake up. You've talked about this one. But I'll wake up in the morning after the late TNT NBA stuff. Turn the TV on. I don't even have the sound on. I'll just yeah. mute it oh, yeah. and watch. Yeah. Just to watch those ladies do their thing. They're so beautiful. So beautiful. So talented. All right. So Fergie rounding it out today. We also had Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane. We had Talking Heads. We had Spies, Phil Collins, and the Scorpions. Now that's a hell of a mix. Been and a good day. That's been a good day. And the Great Currency uh, beat to start off the hour. Right now, we get you Stems and Seeds, brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. How about this story, Zay? Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan successfully appeals a $50,000 fine. He was accused of faking an injury against the Bucks on December 5th, so he gets the fine money back. But they find the team, Dennis Allen, and the co-defensive coordinator. Did you know they were fining guys for this stuff? Nah, I didn't. That's hardcore. He was able to prove that it was a legit injury. He had to rehab it the whole next week. Went into the tent and didn't come out for like four plays. So why do these other guys get hit, though? I don't know. And I don't know if they now get the money back. Like, does the team now get to get their 350 back? You find a team 350 grand for Ooh. something like that? That's hardcore. Especially a team with no playoff 
implications. Right. No, exactly. That's a that's a great point. Uh, also, we already had one story out of Florida today where Byron Leftwich was fired by the Bucks. How about Miami? They fired their DC Josh Boyer. They've announced that today. He's been with them four years, last three as the defensive coordinator, coaching carousel, turning all over the place. So yeah, he got lucky he got this year because yeah. Mike McDaniel, he could have came in and said, yo, I'm going to bring in one of my guys. Yeah. You're out of here. But he said, I'm going to give you one chance, one year, and clearly old boy failed. So Mike McDaniel is going to still be there in Miami. Staley's still going to be there with the Chargers. Staley says he never feared for his job. They fired the – we talked about yesterday. Fired the OC, fired the quarterbacks coach. Who's the next guy that gets to instruct Justin Herbert? That's a huge job coming right there in the NFL. Who is the next OC with Justin Herbert? It's big time. Because Trevor Lawrence just got a huge get in this last year to get Doug Peterson to come in there, and those guys start to really help him from what he was dealing with. What's Staley going to do now with Herbert? That's going to be interesting to watch. All right, NFL division action. Coming this weekend, we will continue to talk about that. If you missed it earlier, apparently Brett Maher hit six for six in a windy practice facility today when the media was watching Tristan Viscaino, three for five. So we'll see if the Cowboys are indeed going to take a roster spot for Viscaino. Sounds like Maher's stepping up so far. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about those games. Ball Don't Lie is coming up. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Terry talking hoops at 7. 8 o'clock, it's Longhorn Football Talk with the Longhorn Blitz podcast replay. We'll be back tomorrow, including Brandon Lang at 105 tomorrow. What does he think of all the games? We'll find out. Try to catch up with Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods as well at 2. Stay safe. See ya!